Morning, I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company, and a six-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, four-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, and a two-time winner of the St. Thomas Elgin Weekly News Reader's Choice Award. And in 25 days, presenting sponsor of the 2018 World Financial Group Continental Cup, of curling held in London, where the Canadian Olympic teams will be there curling as long and the U.S. and across the world will be there, all their Olympic teams. Um, we're also presenting sponsor of London Knights radio broadcast on Global News Radio 980 CFPL. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing But most important, the phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Good day, Mr. Gilbert. Good day, Mr. Inch. We had a wonderful night on Thursday night. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, we accepted our Consumer's Choice Award for 2018. Number six. Number six, six years in a row. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty special. Got a picture taken with the sales team. Yes, we did, didn't can't, we? Can't wait to see what that's going to turn out like. That'll be interesting, yes. And uh, Continental Cup's getting pretty excited. Yeah, it's great. Right, right around the corner, it'll be here in no time, right? Yeah. It's... And we got Kevin Cooey and Team Holman, Rachel Holman. Absolutely. Coming as yeah. our Olympic, and as well, Brad Gushu will be here, and from Manitoba. Michelle Inglot will be uh, be here as well, and then the U.S. Olympic teams and the Sweden, Switzerland, Japan. So it's going to be lots of yeah, it'll be awesome. Be a tune-up before they head to Pyeongchang. That's right. So it'll be a lot of fun. Now we had uh, last week we talked about the Toronto incident, and let me just reach back here, and now we're going to Steve take a look at this. We're going to have you explain that because it's, this isn't TV. They can't see it, but we have a London incident. So what I'm holding in my hand is a filter. It's a 16 by 25 by 4. Three. Uh, but it's four, really. They labeled it wrong. I don't know why they did that. Okay. Uh, what color would you say that filter is? Well, it's, it's, it's furry. It's really furry, and I really am appalled that you brought it into the studio <laughs> here. Uh, because Do you want me to shake it? No, you shake it. I'm. You're going to be doing the show all by yourself. Um, yeah, it's it's a really disgusting uh, gray, furry piece of filter. E- even to the point, is almost black, right? Like the gray. Is... Oh yeah, it's it's a it's it looks like it looks like a tweed suit actually. <laughs> like a tweed suit. Yeah. Well, the reason I brought that in is we talked about the Toronto when we went down there, and the ductwork was hot. In this case, you know, the furnace had been working, everything was great, and then all of a sudden the house started to get a little cold. Mm-hmm. Went down, and the high limit had gone out of the furnace. And the reason the high limit went out of the furnace was because? Uh, the furnace couldn't get any air. Right, and the filter was plugged. So it finally just took the limit out. Right. So had to get a new limit. You know, now it is nine o'clock at night on a Friday night. Nobody's open. You're going to pay extra charges to get people to open their doors to get the part and you get it replaced. And then the filter it had been put in a couple of months ago. 
Really? So, you know, why is it so dirty? And why I said, you know, it's almost grayish black is candles and a fire every night. I see. So carbon. Mm-hmm. So it had, it had picked up all the carbon from the, so everybody says, well, I burn clean candles. But if it's got a flame, there's carbon coming off. Right. And it's in the air, getting drawn back to the furnace, the filter's picking it up, and it's making it plugged. Well, the other thing, too, then, that customer needs a duct cleaning done. Yeah. Because it'll still be in the ductwork. Like, like carbon sticks to everything, so it won't, all of it wouldn't gone to the filter. There'll still be a lot left in the ductwork as well. So a filter that we should say last six to eight months is our average. Okay, is, but where'd the fur come from? The fur, I don't know where the fur came from. Okay. Because they don't have any pets. No pets whatsoever. Mm. But it does look like a tweed suit. You were kind of correct there. Thank you. But when we put a flashlight to it, couldn't even see through it again. And I thought, hey, this is like a, a rerun, rerun when we were in Toronto. Absolutely. So check your filters. We say that, say that all the time. And when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about what we have to do with your, your pipes outside with all this snow that we've got. But remember, those phone lines are open, so you can give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Well, there's our theme for this week, a little help from our friends, and gold medal Jamie comes back on top. Where do you finish this week, Steve? Well, we hear your song. I finished in the top six. Yes, you did. Number five, not being not being played, it says here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not being played. And you told me you had the one that was going to finish first. I was just appealing to people's uh, sentiment about having a child sing in a song, and uh, apparently there's a bunch of heartless people out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what was the girl's name that was singing? They don't even know. That That's part of the problem. Oh, here we go. You have to believe in the song that it's going to win. I, uh, by the way, I'm number two. Just Listen, you know. from a guy who usually finishes fifth and sixth, I don't need you to school me, okay? I'm just saying. All right. All right. Moving now, along. Moving along. along. All right. So we got lots of snow. Um, so what's, uh, what do we need to do to all the vents outside? So you have a furnace vent. You have a hot water heater vent if it goes out the side of the house. You have HRV vents. You have uh, a dryer vent. You have a vent on your gas meter. You know, what do we need to do? Well, if they're, with all this snow, if they're covered up, you need to, you need to get them uncovered. So you need to be aware of the exhaust and intakes of your equipment. So whether that's your HRV, your furnace, your water heater, all those things, they need to breathe. If uh, they get plugged with snow, then your equipment's not going to work. So it's important just to, you're out shoveling the driveway, just walk around with that shovel and just free up those vents as well. And make sure, you know, a lot of snow blowers these days and, and a lot of great neighbors blowing snow, but sometimes they don't know your house and they'll just take their snow blower and next thing you know, your furnace isn't running because they've blown snow over all your exhaust pipes and now the furnace isn't working. Yeah, and we say take it right down to the grass or right down to the flower bed, you know, and a foot on either side and nothing underneath because... If it draws in snow, it will clear, right? Like it draws in the snow, as soon as it comes on, it will warm up and, and it will maybe, go away. Maybe, maybe not. Hard to say. 
And and if it does, will the water from the snow properly go back and drain away, or will it just get caught in a pool in the pipe and then shut it down? Well, it's not supposed to because they're supposed to have proper sloping back to the furnace there. So, but it's it's hard to say. It's best if it just stays clear and it doesn't. Um, it just stays free. Right. Yeah. And when you talk about that, the 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 piping is supposed to slope all the way back, but you know what? It's it's too low, and I want to run a electrical line or a copper line under there. So if I just push that pipe up, I can get that plumbing line put through. Now it doesn't slope back to the furnace, and that's unfortunately what we see. Somebody needs to run a wire or a pipe or do something, or they just think it's too low, so they push it up and hammer drywall or screw drywall up underneath it. And they don't realize they've now created a little pocket where water will build up. And yeah, so that now that because all these furnaces have pressure switches, that 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 change is probably enough to tell the pressure switch that there's something wrong with the vent and it's not going to open. Yeah, so we're getting a lot of those phone calls right now, and I saw the guys handed in two work orders that we got to go out and revent furnaces because they weren't put in correctly, and you know there is. We keep a lot of parts on our truck. We keep a lot of parts uh, in our warehouse, and we have what I call one-off parts in our on-call box. But we cannot have every single part for every single furnace ready to go when they break down. So before the radio show here, Steve and I, or I was working on getting a part for a customer who has no heat today. And unfortunately, suppliers charged open the doors because they're not open on Saturday. They're Monday to Friday. They're not like us. Um, now, in some cases, our, our Lennox, our supplier, is open Saturday morning, so we're able to contact him, get all the parts. After this show, I'm going to pick those up and get them out to our guys. But in some cases, they charge 100 to $150 just to open the door. Absolutely. And, I mean, the customer I called, we had to pass that on to them, just nothing extra, just what they're charging. And, you know, he was quite upset about it, saying, you know, we all got furnaces, but the wholesale side of our business hasn't woken up to 24-7 that, you know, you should be open from Monday to Sunday. And and, and that's a hard thing to think that they would ever do that anyways, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they know most of us, you know, can handle it, but but it it is out there so again the importance of maintenance is you catch all this stuff before and then you don't have all these extra charges as they come right so we will get a few people uh, fixed up today but that's just something to make sure you have those maintenance done early so you're not dealing with it in the cold weather and we talk about it all the time yes now another one what do you think another favorite subject of mine a favorite subject of yours well it wouldn't be winter covers. Yes, exactly, Steve. You're, you're just reading my mind. This came in from Marg. From Marg? Yep. Okay. says, I have a concern. Her son said she shouldn't cover her air conditioner because moisture will get in it and rust it out. Well, if she were to wrap it up with plastic or a tarp and bungee cord it, then I would agree with her son. But if you buy a proper air conditioner cover, which is made for the air conditioner, then I will disagree because there are covers made especially for air conditioners which allow them to breathe. And they, 
They are designed to fit the air conditioner in a certain way so that does not happen. So um, we strongly rec- strongly recommend that you cover your air conditioners in the wintertime. Yeah. Now, I'll give you a little, little story. <clears throat> I went to McDonald's last night. Really? Corner of Warren Cliff and Oxford. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. You you had dinner at McDonald's yeah. last night? Yeah, drive-through. We had it at home, but not at my home. But. Yeah, because you certainly didn't have it with Barb, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did, as a matter of fact. Did you? Yeah. She had a Big Mac. I had a quarter pound. Really? But couldn't get in the left-hand turning did lane. Did you do the calorie count on that Big Mac? I did not. That? I did not look at the screen. I did not want to know at that moment. You need to look. But forget the McDonald's. I can't. I'm not. I'm stuck <laughs> on that one now. But I tried to turn left on Oxford. You know, you come out of McDonald's, try to get across three lanes. That didn't work very well. Uh, no, nor would it ever work that so way yet. So I turned right on Oxford, and then I turned left at the first street, pulled into a laneway to turn around to get back to Oxford to turn right. I pulled in. They had a winter cover on. And I said to Lauren, look at that. Winter cover on. That customer listens to our show. I am so proud of them. As I backed out of the laneway, I looked across the road. No cover. No cover. I went, what are we going to do to get everybody out there to understand? They, because they're talking about moisture. Okay, this air conditioner doesn't have snow in it. The air conditioner across the road is now has it's six full, inches. It's full of snow. So yeah. there's moisture. You know, it's going to melt. It's going to get wet. And, you know, and it, it's the poor air conditioner. What did it do not to get covered? You know, it just, it keeps you cool all summer long and you can't take care of it in the winter by putting a cover, a little blanket on it, keep it warm. Well, really, you know, if, I don't know why you're so pro covers because it just makes the air conditioner die faster than you can replace it sooner. So why would you care? Well, because I, I care about the air conditioner. <laughs> you know, and somebody has to care about that air conditioner. So we really do believe in covers and really believe it should should have it on. Mr. Gilbert, I call him Mr. Cover because every air conditioner he sells has a cover, which is the right thing to do. We got a, a call came in from Bill. It says, uh, will snow do harm to my vents for an HRV? Will snow do harm to your HRV? Vents. Well, no, but they need to be free of snow. So you can't. There again, we were speaking about you digging them out. They have to be, make sure there's no snow around them so that they can work properly, so they can draw air in and let the exhaust out. Yeah, so they still need to be shoveled and kept clear, uh, but the one blows air out. Yes. One sucks in, so the one that's sucking in could be sucking in snow. So we definitely need that cleared and made sure it's fine. The one blowing out, a lot of times it will melt it, but if you have a big pile, or like you say, the snowblower, it will have a hard time melting it. Well, because it's packed at that point in time, right. if it throws it like that, yes. And now it's not getting air in and out. It no. can be a challenge. So we love the snow. It looks pretty. White no, Christmas. No, no, I don't. Let it snow, let it snow. You know, you want me to sing that song, Steve? Speaking of that, you know, you've got some, uh, our theme for songs next week is Christmas. Yep, Christmas yeah. carols. So. Yeah. No, not carols, Christmas songs. Christmas songs. Songs, yes. So we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open, so give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. I I was just going to let that play for a little longer. Forever, yeah. um, Do you have any friends? (laughs) Not in the studio (laughs) right now, but uh, that was Andrew Gold. Picked by Peter. Picked by Peter. Number two exactly. this week, moving up. 
So that was good. Yeah. That was an easy pick. As soon as I heard what that it was, that was easy to do. So we got a, uh, a question from Jim, which you might have heard a little a few seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> what should a humidifier set setting read on his Ecobee? It says it's 23. Is that a good reading? Well, if if his Ecobee is saying the indoor humidity is 23, then that's not a good setting. And that means that uh, you need, if you have a humidifier, I'd be checking to see, number one, if the if the winter flapper is open to summer or winter, because if it's at summer, it's nowhere, no moisture's coming in. I would check to see if the water is turned on. Um, and if all those things are happening, I just make sure that the humidifier is functioning. If you have one, if you don't have one and it's 23, then it's time to get a humidifier for your home. So we'd like to see it, you know, 35, 45 in that range. Yeah. For, if you could, if you could keep it in that, in between those numbers, your house would be doing a whole lot better and you'll feel warmer. So it, the the more moisture that's in the house in the wintertime with the heat on makes you feel more comfortable. Right. So it can, you know, like in my house, I I like it around 21, but if I don't have humidity in the air, I'm bumping that up to 23 to feel like it's warm in the right. home. So yes. we'd like to make sure you got humidity. Now, new homes. Usually have too much moisture in them. Uh, and the reason for that is all the building products uh, typically have a lot of moisture in them and then they construct this house. They concrete, wood, all those things have a lot of moisture in them and then they wrap it up in plastic. Uh, so all these new house wraps are, don't, don't let the house breathe. So they're designed to keep the heat in, but keeping the heat in means keeping the moisture in these days. So usually in the first 12 years of that home, you'll have way too much moisture. You'll have condensation on your windows. You'll be wiping them down all the time. There is a, there is a way to, to alleviate that, uh, but that's new homes typically have too much moisture for the first 10 years, and then you'll be wanting to put a humidifier in. Okay. Now, Barb asked, do you sell fireplaces? Yes, we do. Now, now we don't have a showroom. We haven't had a showroom for years uh, because it's difficult to stay with all the current models of fireplaces because they change so quickly, the burn technology. So we carry a couple of different manufacturers. Uh, we've been with them for years and um, it's it's not something, you know, it's a certain, we, with our existing customer base, if they want a fireplace, we more than happy can provide that for you. But it's typically done, we have uh, brochures and online uh, ways of looking at them. And we can, you know, I'd like to say it's pretty tough to get a fireplace now before Christmas. Yes, it is. Not that we, we can install it. We can put the box in, but what I call the finishing trims, what we're finding now, they'll be out of stock on one trim. And so your fireplace won't look complete and you want it perfect for Christmas to look really nice. So it is something you have to give time to. It's not like we can put a furnace in tomorrow and it's all done. Fireplaces are a little more uh, finicky to make sure everything. They certainly in. are. There's a lot of parts and pieces that go with the fireplace, so you know we keep you have to keep all that in consideration when they're putting them together. Okay, and then Brandon had a a question: Does Renai water heaters have two pipes coming out of the top of them? It depends on the Renai. For instance, the Renai water heater I have at home uh, is an earlier version, and it only has a single pipe coming off the top. Uh, it's still a direct vent. It's a pipe within a pipe. And now, but that that type of venting had its limitations. 
So now the newer Renais and the and some of the different model numbers have a two pipe configuration. So depending depending on which model you have, it'll either have a single pipe or a two pipe coming off. Now Brandon said Renai. What is a Renai? Renai is a manufacturer and it's a tankless hot water heater. So it's a not a, it's a water on demand hot water heater. So what it does is it it's not like a big tank. It's a it's a it sits on the wall. It's roughly uh two feet wide by two and a half feet tall. And it just sits on the wall. When you turn your hot water tap on, the water heater turns on and heats the water as you use it. When you shut the hot water off, the water heater turns off. So you're only heating what you use. You're not, it's not a storage vessel like the tank water heaters we have. And, and I'm the same as yours. Mine's a one pipe. Right. Um, that comes out and, but I love it. Works very well. Never run out of hot water. Uh, set at the temperature I like it, so I'm not putting cold water into the bathtub. It it comes to the right. perfect temperature that I need it. Yeah. And you can have a remote, so if people like different temperatures, so as long as it's not higher than 120 Fahrenheit, you can adjust the temperature before you fill it up. Right. Do you have that, Steve? No, I don't. You know. Did you get What happened to your water? Maybe we can talk a little bit about what happened to your water heater. Okay, but. I'm sure we can talk about something about your house too, if you want, but <laughs> my, my water heater, um, I, I actually forgot about doing a maintenance on it and, uh, it, it went about three years before it decided not to work anymore. And it was because, um, it hadn't been maintained. So do you want me to hold this filter up again? For Don't need no. to hold the filter up. No, I'm quite, yeah. Have you changed your filter? Yes. Okay. Yep. We don't. We aren't going to get a no heat call there. No. And I have reminders built into my uh, into my thermostat to to remind me because you know it, filters are a difficult thing. You change it and then you just you, it it just time goes by so quickly these days. You don't realize how much time's gone by and how long that filter's been in there. So whether you use a calendar to remind you, whatever, but you need a reminder about changing your filter. So mine's done electronically through my thermostat. And if somebody doesn't have that, we even have it on our website. Yes. You can go in and we'll send you an email to say, it's time to change your filter. And we can even send you an email, it's time to go buy a new filter so that you can buy it a week before you need to change it. Right. We have all that available on our website as well as they can get uh, informational newsletters if they'd right. like. So inch, inch formation. Inch formation. Inch by inch. See? Um, Corey has a thing, has a question. How do you maintain a 40 gallon, uh, PV, which I think he means power, power vented. vented. Yeah. It's got a motor uh, on top. Yeah. Water heater is the maintenance has to be done to them. Well, if you read the, uh, if you read the owner's manual, if you read the install manual, uh, there is maintenance that needs to be done on a tank water heater. Um, uh, you should be, because it's a gas appliance, you know, it, you shouldn't just ignore it because there, there is, um, an ignition system in there. There's a gas valve. There's a flame. It it's got a burner in it, and with water heater, tank water heaters, anyways, they can develop a little sediment on the bottom. And you just have to. You should read the installation in the owner's manual as to what the proper maintenance is in a water heater. Now, um, and and that's whether it's a power venter or conventional or an electric. There's Every every piece of equipment you buy today has recommended maintenance that should be performed on it right. in right in the manual. Yeah. And, and like same thing with furnaces, 
there's they're very specific on what needs to be done on a regular basis or annual basis. And it, and we you know we talk about maintenance, 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 but it's really important. Now Stu sent in a question for you, Steve, and it said, uh, Steve, can you repair a fridge? <laughs> No, I, I cannot. <laughs> no. And we don't, we used to repair fridges up until 2010, but uh, we don't repair fridges anymore. I have my appliance license. That's uh, scary. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still could work on them, but at Le- some time. Legally? Legally you could still, really? Yes, I can. Yeah. Wow, was the last time you had the tools out? Uh, Christmas last year, a year ago now, because my fridge broke down. Did it? Yeah. And did you repair it? it? That brings back memories. I better check my fridge before we get Did you repair it? Yes, I did. What yep. was wrong with it? Defrost timer. And you went and got a new defrost timer and yep. changed it and everything and then, was good? And then later on, I had to put in a defrost thermostat. But everything's working great. So now. was it the timer or was it the <laughs> thermostat? That's the question. Okay. <laughs> Been a while since I worked on it. Yeah, maybe you only needed to replace the thermostat. Well, I think we better go to a break here right now. (laughs) So uh, we'll take a quick break, but the phone lines are open. So give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, everybody was dancing to that. Jacqueline, Steve, you you were, what is that, lip syncing? Lip syncing, yes, lip syncing. I was glad you were lip syncing, not real singing and so that came from the office. Nicole, I think, picked that one. So they did very well again this week. Where did you finish, Steve? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yours Top six. Not, not Top be, six. Not being played. Yeah, yeah, you just wait till next week because I picked a good song. Yeah, I don't know. If you if you picked the original video. No, no, yeah. no, because no, no. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Where, remember this. Steve thinks he has the winner song. We'll see what happens. I think he'll finish fourth. That's my thought. Yeah. Um, I'm pleading for votes at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, yep. better. Pleading. Uh, Jason sent in a question. How often do I change my pad on the humidifier? And I'd say there's three different pads that you might want to talk well, about. Well, no, if, you, if you're if you saying there's three different pads, then let's talk it, talk it right. up there, Well, Pete. there's let's the drum type that rotates in a, in a pan of water. Okay. That one needs to be changed every year. Yep. There's a hard... Stiff, really stiff water flow through type, which needs to be changed every year. Yeah. And then there is a very soft water flow through type, and that needs to be changed twice a year. So halfway through the winter season, you need to put a second one of those in. And what else? I I don't know, Steve. That's that's it. That's three. No, there's one more. Okay. Well, you. There's new, there's new humidifier technology that we refer to called steam. Oh, wow. And it's got a canister in it, and that canister, uh, actually, there's a. It will tell you when it needs to be changed because there's electrodes in there, and when when the electrodes get too short, the the light will come on, change the canister. Now you know my opinion on. Steam. But no, but remember, you've got a difference of an opinion because this new type is working for us. Well, it is. So, but I when I talk humidifier steam, kind of is way out there. Yeah. So what? So if a person who has a fairly large home can't get enough humidity, you recommend putting six bypass humidifiers on there? <laughs> no, I don't. Exactly. You recommend steam. But. <laughs> <laughs> We had a we, lot we, of problems with yes, steam. I'm not saying that we didn't, but you know, there's newer stuff out there which seems, which appears to be 
working. Yes. Yes. Because we put one in a customer. I had a lot of trouble. We gave her a free one. Yes. And I have not heard from her since, which is a good sign. Yeah. So. Yes, you're right. Four types. So. You're, you're what? You're right? Yes, wow. Steve, you Boy, are right. Can we just mark that on yeah. the calendar? You don't know how to pick songs, but you are right <laughs> on Steam Humidifier. Um, we had one come in says, how do I change batteries in my thermostat? Well, what? this is a very interesting subject. So uh, we had a call come in the other day, and uh, Jamie sent uh, came in and said, she said, does how do you change the battery in an Ecobee thermostat? I said, Ecobee? Ecobee doesn't have a battery. Uh, the Ecobee has an onboard uh, system on it that gets power from the furnace. So if there is no battery to change in Ecobee, in fact, there's no battery to change in Nest, there's no battery to change in iComfort. We had a customer come in who changed the battery in their iComfort, which there isn't one and it doesn't work anymore. So it's important that you know whether or not the thermostat even has a battery. Many of these new thermostats, these smart thermostats these days, get their power from the furnace. So when I, I said to Jamie, if the Ecobee is not showing uh, anything on the screen, then a couple of things. You make sure you push it to make sure it's into the base properly so it's snapped into place properly. And if it is, then I may go downstairs and check to see if someone hasn't flipped the furnace switch off because if the main furnace switch is off, the Ecobee will lose power immediately. Same thing with iComfort or Nest or all those thermostats. They are they get power from the, the power from the circuit from the furnace. So find out what thermostat it is, even even has a battery. Now, if your thermostat is an older type and actually has batteries in it, then you know, we recommend changing them at least annual, sometimes twice a year, just to make sure you don't have an issue. Yeah, change them with the change of the time. is Right. And if you're going to go be a snowbird, I would change it before I left to go down to Florida or wherever you're going, Arizona, wherever you're going to, to get away from the snow, I would change batteries before I left. So I hope that answers it. You know, you really need to look and you can Google it. If you have to, and that will tell you or, or show you how to change it if you know your model number of your thermostat. That's right. You can talk to the Google yes. and ask ask Google if your thermostat even has batteries to change. Yes. What's this world coming to? Or you could, you know, you could call us at Roy Inch and we yeah. can provide those Call in on the radio well. show and yeah. tell us your model and we can let you know. Now, we have something really exciting coming up on January 6th. It's going to happen at Victoria Park that we're going to be a big part of. Okay. We're going to be, on, it's called New Canadian Day of Curling. Wow. And we're going to turn the ice rink, the skating rink at Victoria Park, into two curling rinks. And we're going to invite any new Canadians or any Canadian that wants to try a little Canadiana and throw some curling rocks. Uh, we're going to be down there. Uh, real curling rocks? Real curling rocks. And we're going to be, and now I'm still waiting whether you're going to help me do this overnight. We're going to transform I this, haven't. you know, throughout the night. So I'm that, on, I'm on call. Are you? Yeah. Well, you might as well sit there while you're on call and really? give us a hand. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice. Would it? <laughs> and then, you know, we got to run from Victoria Park, come here and do the radio show in the morning and then run back to Victoria Park. Right. Because it goes from 11 to 3, so we can still do the show and get back there. So I hope anybody out there that wants to try curling, January the 6th, 2018, uh, Victoria Park. It's a Saturday from 11 to 3. We're going to be down there trying it. And then the next weekend is the Continental, Continental Cup. Cup. So 
never know, maybe I can get an Olympian to come down and show up and have an Olympian help throw some rocks with you. So it'll be a real interesting time, and I, I hope to see lots of Londoners out there. So pass the word around, let everybody know. Uh, we'd be really happy to have a full full complement of people trying the game and all the curling clubs from around will have a table there if you want to talk how to learn to curl programs and things like that. Excellent. So, so you Ilderton from, what is it, Ilderton, London, Highland, and St. Thomas. That's will correct, all be, yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. Exciting. And we had a question come in from Dave. Did we? Yeah, handwritten, this one was. Oh, sounds like he might be uh, with the company. Yeah, I think he was banging some sheet metal up back. I see. Said, the sink in my basement bathroom is really slow to drain. I took the trap apart and cleared, and clear, it was clear, sorry. I used liquid plumber once and it helped a bit. Is there something else I should try or is this... Is there a reason for this? So my first thought would be, is it just isolated to the basement sink? Um, if it is, that's great. Uh, but if if all the drains in the house are slow, then you're probably got a drain issue and you're, you may want to have a, have an eel come in and just clear that. Uh, if it's just the bathroom sink and the trap's clear, because uh, we, don't, we don't recommend liquid plumber, it's pretty corrosive in the fumes, so... You, we, you know, plunger or compressed air, those are acceptable methods. Uh, but if, if the trap and everything is clear, then I would suggest you might have a vent problem with, with that particular, uh, with that particular sink. So, you know, the, the vent itself could be, could be plugged or partially plugged. That's not allowing that water to escape properly. So, you know, a couple things, maybe look on the roof, see if you can see that uh, vent, you know. Or if it's sometimes it'll be under a, you know, somebody added an addition on and now the snow's blowing off and, and coming right over that vent. Uh, or it may need to be snaked um, to get rid of whatever the blockage right. down the road. And it can be a sag in the pipe again where grease is built up in it or hair or, or so forth and, and it's just causing a problem. We should mention Richard's song is playing... At the end of the show, oh, you know, see you see. again. I think that was from a movie. What was that movie? Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. That's right. So not Steve, yours doesn't play, but How Richard's many times are you going to say that? Um, we had a question come in that said, uh, what is included with a Platinum Plus? Now we should mention our Platinum Plus plans on sale right now to the end of the month. Furnace, fourteen ninety five. You're saving about $7.00. And uh, furnace and air is twenty four ninety five, and you're saving about ten dollars there. So, what does a platinum plus cover, Steve? That this is yours, Peter. I'm on my phone. Yeah, that covers a <laughs> warranty, parts and labor, as well as a maintenance plan. So, it will be maintained, and should it break down, all parts and labors are covered on that. The only two parts it doesn't cover is a heat exchanger and a compressor, because on both of those. It should replace the furnace or replace the air conditioner, not repair it at that point. So hope that answers the listener's question. I'd like to, as we come to the end of the show, want to make sure everybody drives slow in the snow. Everyone be nice at the malls. I'm going shopping. And in the parking lots. No yelling and screaming and getting upset because they don't have the right size or, you know, just everybody remember everybody's working hard. 
button. When you're, we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS and online at RoyInch.com. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard, by the inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.